0: This is the Wednesday, December 15th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got some NBA and college hoops headed your way, so sit back and we'll get you in and out in less than 10 minutes like we always do. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined this morning by Joe Fortenbaugh.
1: My man, how you doing today? It's, uh, we only did one of these together last week, last Wednesday, and then the schedules got moved around, but it's good to be back with you. It feels like we have some success on these Wednesday pods.
0: Yeah, I think so. We got the full, not full, but almost full NBA card, which is always nice. And then a little hoops that in the college ranks that you have coming up a little bit, but let's start in the associations. I know we're both on Memphis tonight I saw the Portland game basically watched the entire thing demoralizing loss for the Blazers let the Suns come back in the last couple minutes Portland played pretty well I will say that but uh you know Phoenix obviously escaped in overtime so I just think it's a bad spot for the Blazers I'm not sure like how connected they are right now just the, the vibe right now with that team obviously no CJ McCollum too
1: it's a mess there. It's absolutely a mess. This is a situational play. I agree with you. Memphis was off last night. The last time we saw them, they were hammering Philadelphia. Portland last night goes wire to wire, has the opportunity to win a big game, doesn't. It. It's more heartbreak. Uh, they got to start feeling like Chauncey Billups is going to be a one and done. You're going to have a new front office that's probably going to want a new head coach. Trade rumors circling everywhere. And even though Memphis doesn't have John Moran, I think mean, they have been incredible as of late. They've won eight of their last nine. During that time, they're 7-2 against the spread. They've won those eight games by 23 points per game. Now, that's obviously beefed up a little bit because one of those wins was when they beat Oklahoma City by 73. But if you take that game out of the equation, the other seven wins came by 16 points per game. They're fifth in offensive rating, sixth in scoring. The offense has been cooking. Uh, Between what you said regarding the spot and how this team has been playing, I'll lay the three. There's a reason this opened Memphis minus one and jumped up the three. We're obviously not getting the best of it, but I'd be on the Grizz tonight.
0: Yeah, I'm there with you for the reasons you mentioned. uh, Suns played well, made some shots. Uh, I wish Portland had got the win, to be honest. I thought it would be a nice nice, uh, kind of letdown a little bit, but who knows? Who knows? Um,
1: Anything else stand out to you in the NBA? Yeah, I'm going to throw three more at you, or two more, and then we'll go to college. One, I'm going to play over 225 in Sacramento, Washington. Uh, The Kings are the Kings that we've grown to know and love over the last decade plus in terms of playing no defense whatsoever. 29th in points allowed. They're giving up about 115 points per game. They're 28th in defensive rating. The key to this, though, is Washington. They started the season. They were hot. They were playing at a slower pace. They were playing a little bit of defense. Lots of unders were catching, which was a surprise because they were more of an over team last year with Russell Westbrook. They played terrible defense last year. They had these really high scoring games. They were almost an auto over in some of these matchups. But then it faded because they started hot. Well, lately, defensively, they've fallen off. Uh, in December, they've played eight games, during which time they're giving up 114 points per game. The over is 7-1-1 one, and one in their last nine. And their defensive ratings continue to plummet, 17th in points allowed, 17th in defensive rating. That doesn't seem too bad, but they were like top six for a while there at the beginning of the season. So I like that game to go over 225. I've also got a player prop, DeJounte Murray of the Spurs. I'm going to go over seven and a half rebounds. Charlotte is a horrible rebounding team, 30th in the league in rebounding percentage, 27th in defensive rebounding percentage. All right. You've also got two teams that play at a very fast pace. They're both top seven at pace, which means more possessions, which means more shots, which means more misses, which, miss, which means more opportunities for rebounds. I almost stuck the landing with that whole thing, but I didn't completely biffed it. That's The, the Russian judge is going to hate that one. But with Murray, he's averaging 8.4 rebounds a game this season, and his floor is really high. Seven or more rebounds in 12 of his last 14 games. We just need him to go over seven and a half. Like I said, he averages 8.4, and he's got a great matchup tonight in terms of pace and opponent rebounding. Over seven and a half rebounds for DeJounte Murray.
0: Good stuff. I'm going to continue riding the train that is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Look, yeah. you a big number. You're paying a little tax. Rockets off a win, too, in Atlanta. And they're not the – You know, they're not one of these teams that just like rolls over like sometimes the Thunder do. I I think Houston has a lot of offense, but the Cavs have just been so dominant. Obviously, top record against the spread in the entire NBA. There's just a lot to like with this Cleveland team. Your numbers eight and a half. I think it's a double digit win. They don't take opponents slightly, really not good enough yet. So uh, I'll, I'll lay it with the Cavs. But again, it's more of a blind bet at this point. Okay, I see where you're at. Any other NBA or should we jump to college? That's all I got. Let's go to college. I know you have one for the people.
1: Yeah, one of the bigger ones tonight, UCF's at Temple. You can still find Temple plus five and a half, at least at Caesars, as the number continues to drop. Good matchup for the Owls here tonight. UCF's been very good, but what they're kind of known for is they're a very good defensive team when it comes to three-point shooting, and they can knock down some threes as well. That's not Temple's game. Temple doesn't want to shoot threes. Temple can't make threes. Temple wants to pound it in down low. They want to be physical. They're going to shoot a lot of twos. They're going to try to get to the rim and they're going to try to rebound. That is where UCF is weak. That's where they're vulnerable. That's where they give up the biggest percentage of their scoring. And that's the biggest percentage of where Temple finds its scoring. UCF, despite the 6-2 and record, they're only 3-5 and against the spread this season. They're on the road to face Temple here, who's 4-1 and at home. I like this spot. This is one of those games in college basketball, similar to that Iowa-Iowa State matchup from last week, where you've got a good team laying points on the road in what's going to be a hostile environment against a live team that's going to show up to play, put a little on the Temple money line as well. I like the Owls plus five and a half.
0: Yeah, I like it. Look, these uh, college situational spots are tricky. Memphis last night, the world was on Alabama for obvious reasons, but the the Tigers win by double digits. It's just the nature of the beast. And people who have been around a long time certainly know to stay away from that kind of a game. It's certainly smelled. We'll see if you do uh, that. Your, your side follows the suit of the Cyclones in that rivalry game a week ago all right that's gonna do it for us 10 minutes or less as promised like we always do we'll see you on the tube later today 6 eastern ESPN 2